morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Thursday. For those that are here live, happy any day of the week that you are tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. A special happy birthday. Ben Perry, the CEO of Momentum. It's his birthday today. So special happy birthday to Ben. May God bless you with many, many good and strong years. We've been talking about this concept of redefining what winning is. And there's another word that you like using that makes it easier if you then use that word. I'm using the word winning. It could be victory, could, whatever. Redefining what we're going for in life. From the result to the effort. From the outside to the inside. And we're doing this into the context of trying to create a whole new neural map in our heads that will have us live on the other side of our obstacles, right? If you live somewhere, it's easy to get home. I remember there was a, there's a great rabbi named the Ben Ish Chai. He was the leader of the Iraqi Jewish community. One time there was a dispute as to whose chicken did someone belong to. I guess two neighbors had chicken coops. And it was very like, you know, Solomon-esque. They fought back and forth. My chicken, I guess it was like a very valuable chicken. So the Ben Ishchai said, put the chicken in the middle of the road between your two properties and see where it goes. Because even an animal knows how to get home. Wherever your home is, that's where you're going to go. That's what feels comfortable. You ever go on vacation and like you're in this beautiful place and it's like amazing. And especially if you're alone or without your family, whatever it is, or you're on a business trip, I don't know, you're somewhere and wherever you are, wherever you are, In the beginning, you get there, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Look how beautiful my room is. Look how, how much great the food is. And then after a while, you're like, I want to go home. Because where you are is where your home is. And it may not be your actual home, whatever it is. So you have to define where your home is mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And when you create a neural map that says, this is my home, you'll go there naturally. The reason why many of us are not able to overcome our challenges is because our mental home is not engaging in conflict. Our mental home is living with the, with the unrealized potential. For so many, their mental home is clicking on the video to watch somebody else live a challenging and victorious life. And when you've conditioned that since you were a kid to watch other people fight for success, your mental home becomes that couch, that chair, that screen. I always tell you, like, it boggles my mind sometimes. It's one thing like maybe on the train home when you see like everybody watch videos and movies and candy crush on their phone, but on the way into work, like it boggles my mind. It's like in the morning, 
there's nothing to do but to get in the morning. I, I in the morning, like you're getting your day going. And you you go on a train or go on an airplane. Ninety percent of the people are just lost somewhere on the screen. They're wonderful people. Why are they lost on a screen in the morning? They have everything. If all their discipline, they got all their willpower. They all want better lives. They could be reading and doing something. They're wonderful, great, awesome people. And they're conditioned for their mental home to be escape. Where's our mental home? And when our mental home is in the world of effort is my win. The victory over myself is what I'm striving for. You're going to live behind your obstacles. You're going to live behind your obstacles, getting home. Your obstacle is just getting in the way of your house. You'd be like, get, what? Imagine someone blocking your house. You're like, get out of here. My house. My, my block. Get, get off my block. You joking me? I'm not, I'm not a stranger. I'm not a tourist. I don't, I don't not speak this language. This is my block. This is my house. This is my neighborhood. And the more our mental home includes concepts, like the, the win of my day is the victory over my own traits, my own insecurities, my own challenges, not whether or not the world gives me something or agrees with me or pats me on the back. If it's even 2%, that's tremendous. If you can, we can work on this together and over the course of a year, Now we feel comfortable seeing the world through these lenses. So when that obstacle comes before us to do the thing that we should do, we're thinking, wait, I got to go to bed tonight. I'm going to be thinking to myself, my effort is my win. This is my chance. This is my moment. I got to do this. I'm excited for what life's going to look like for me in four hours when I end my day and I think about this effort that I did and this is the win. And when someone compliments us on something that we didn't even do, we're not like, oh, yeah, I am. I am. I really am. Thank you. We're not fishing for a compliment we don't deserve. We're like, well, that, that, that wasn't even me. That's, that's, a, that's what I'm getting. You mean your heart. No, even if they compliment you, it only fuels you to, do, to work harder because their compliments pale in comparison to your inner satisfaction of, I worked hard today. I broke through those walls. I overcame my own nature. There's a famous story that I think I saw in, I don't think it was in the Talmud, but it was definitely in somewhere in Torah. I saw this somewhere in a, in a, in a, in a Jewish book. I'm aware or the soldiers that maybe, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe it was in a different book of wisdom. Soldiers come home for battle, all victorious. And as they pass through the gates of the city, the, an old man says, you've now conquered the easy enemy. The hardest enemy is still waiting for you. Right? Now that you come back and you're victorious, defeating someone physical, there's a lot of stuff that happens next arrogance, lack of care for others, that's the real battle. 
So we spoke yesterday about this idea of spatial disorientation. What happens sometimes when pilots are flying airplanes and they're moving around, they're doing flips and maybe it's dark out or they have no, they're, or they're too high up. They don't really have a sense of where they are. At some point, the pilot gets lost and he forgets which way is up. And they train pilots that whenever you're in this space, just focused on the, the mechanisms that are in your cockpit. Don't look out the window because your brain will play tricks and you'll think that up is down and down is up. So when you readjust the airplane, you're going to be going one, you will be going directly into the ground. And I was one time speaking with a pilot and he was telling me about this or he was speaking about this and we were talking about it afterwards and he was saying that it happened to him. He was in an airplane and it was upside down and his brain was like, you're going to crash. And on his board was the mechanism telling him you're going in the wrong direction. And he had to basically in his mind go against every bit of what he thought was his survival instinct to turn the plane around and follow the, I don't know, if it was, I don't know what it was, the compass in his cockpit versus the gut that saved his life. Because sometimes you're totally and completely disoriented and you don't know which way's up. And when you think about this, what we're talking about, and I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it. I, I want to like, I want to get underneath it. When we, when you think about it, and again, there may be people, people that are listening going like, you know, yeah, of course. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, of course, effort is the win. And of course we collaborate and of God bless you. Literally, God bless you. I hope you're a teacher or uh, some giver, like God bless you. But if, for those of you who are like the competitor types, or for those of you who have even 5% in your brain of what? F, I got to win. The scores, the points on the board. Yeah, it's nice. But like, come on. Even if you don't say it out loud, you feel it. Someone gets something and you feel like a little envious. You have to hold your, the envy back. You can't be fully happy for somebody else because there's an envy that creeps in. If you're human like that. The idea of reconnecting, winning to being victory over yourself is spatial disorientation. It's going backwards. It feels like you're wasting your time. It feels like you're going in the wrong direction. You and yourself are together to take over the world, to influence, to to go further. Yeah, Rob just typed, I also hate losing. I hate losing. Yeah, how hard it is to lose. The orientation shift. This is, I kid you not, for people that are that that are are trying to be victorious in life, being victorious over yourself feels like you're going in the wrong direction. You know what it feels like? And this is because society does this. You know, like I don't know if you have this with your with, with if you've seen this in kids today. You ever go to a game of like kids? And the team loses and they get trophies. Like everyone gets a trophy. And like all the kids are happy. And like the, the, the first place, you know, trophy was like a little bit bigger. And like everyone over the age of whatever, I don't want to say which age is thinking like, really? Like, do we need to do that? You know what I'm talking about? And someone goes, listen, everyone's a winner. You know what I'm talking about? See, because of that, like mentality which is which is inherently good 
which is what we're talking about, really. So it comes from a good place. But if you're in a competition and you lower down the bar of victory in order to make everybody feel good, you're not really competing. So it's it's it comes from a good, healthy place of like wanting everyone to feel good about themselves, but it's a little misplaced because you're in a competition. So the victory, the, 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 the taste of victory in this particular world is like, so when you're in that type of world where there's no rules and everyone participates and it feels a little off, what that does is it takes this principle and it makes it feel soft. Like it, it, it makes it feel like, I don't, I don't want to focus on effort because Nah, it doesn't feel right. Effort feels to me like the throw when they give the kids that lose. I don't want to lose. I've been here before. I've been to this game before. I don't want to get that trophy. Uh, Bill, I'm not those parents. I'm not those parents. I don't mind getting big first place trophies and dealing with my kid crying because that's my job. Like, deal with a kid that cries after he loses a game. It's okay. It's healthy. If you're in a world where it's okay to compete, it's okay. You don't lose. In this, in this world that I'm, we're trying to build together, you don't lose competition. You don't lose games. In fact, it's very healthy to compete. It's just not the highest priority of our lives. We're not having heart attacks in, you know, in our 60s because our team lost the Super Bowl. It's healthy to go out and play games and try to win. That's okay. That's part of the tapestry of life. That's part of having different experiences and environments. And in some environments, it's totally fine to be able to try your hardest to win. If it pushes you to like hurt the person and cheat, if it destroys your self-confidence, if, it, if you obsess with it, then that's unhealthy, but it's healthy to be in competition. And so when you live in a world where everything is like murky and even in competitive sets, there's like, they, they pull that away. What happens is the effort-based way of thinking starts to come across as as like a cop-out. And so our brains like have these connections that say, yeah, like if you lose, then like we pat you on the back and tell you stuff you tried hard, but like, that's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like your brain says to you like, nice. Yeah, sure. Everybody get along. Great quote by the rabbis who is powerful that who conquers his, that's beautiful. Like what, what, what are rabbis going to say? Like who's powerful if he knocks the guy out in the second round like what are the rabbis gonna say like what the rabbis are gonna say who is powerful if you can hit a receiver on a cut you know with 30 seconds left <laughs> they're rabbis they're moms what, what what are they gonna say you you too honey right who is rich he who is happy with his lot what are the rabbis gonna say who is rich he who what bet on google early if you realized elon musk was a good bet what are they going to say? Just be happy. I don't know. Like, be happy. 
I want to identify the challenge so we can, uh, in this material world, I want you to see just how disoriented this way of thinking is. It feels like effort because effort has been the throw in for so long for some of us that it feels like even if I live in this world of effort and that's my win, I'm giving in, I'm giving up, I'm copping out. If I would try harder, I would win. Or if I live in the world of effort, I'm going to, I'm not going to push myself. I'm not going to be successful. If I'm okay with my effort, then I'm not really going to get the job. I don't want to hire people that care about effort. I want to hire people that care about results. I don't want to invest in companies that the CEO cares about effort. I want to invest in companies where the CEO cares about results. Effort's nice if you lose, right? Effort's nice for the loser. You know why? Because usually you get the effort speech when you lose. No? When did you ever get the effort speech? When you lose on the way home, your parents are like, listen, honey, you tried. And really, really, it's about the effort. Right? You did the best you could. Okay, not everyone gets into that school, but you know what? Really? We identify effort with losing. And so, how in the world am I going to give up on my life now and like bind to this world that the win is effort? No, it's not. The win is the win. And if you can win, and if you can get that thing, and if you can achieve this success, then that's amazing. And if you can't, then it's supposed to making yourself feel terrible. You tell yourself that you really tried hard. And that's what they put when they put their arm around you after you lose the game. I've had a lot of those growing up. I played sports. We lost a lot of games. When you play in competitive sports, you lose a lot. You win, you win and you lose, but you lose. And I care about winning. I love winning. I'm spending my whole life trying to get over this. I hate losing. I hated it more when I was, you know, a kid, when I was a teenager. When I was in my early 20s, whenever I would lose a big game, it would be the same speech. And I'm highlighting this now because we're not going to fix this if we don't get into the belly of this beast. If, you, if we don't take a minute today, take a minute and just think about what it means. Effort. And what, where have you heard effort and what that means to you? Because if effort is being connected to losing, then it's going to be really hard to make effort winning. And we have to be honest with that. Because if you really do this right, you'll be winning, so to speak, much more in life. But because you don't need to win, in the old way, you'll, it'll allow us to tap into more strength to win in the new way. Let me just make what I just said make sense before we close. If I need to be victorious over my environment to feel good about myself, right? If I need to beat you to feel good. So if my, in our language now, if my win equals beating you, 
I'm not going to access the true me. So I'm not going to actually be victorious over my environment as much. In fact, the way to be victorious over my environment or the way to get results in many ways is to not care about results. I'll leave you with that thought. I'll tell you what I've learned in my life. People that have the most money care the least about money. Now they care about money, but it's different. They don't respect money. That's how they're able to move money. That's how they're able to make investments and bets. The more you respect something, the more careful you are around it. The more you don't want to upset it. The more defiant you are to it. We've been spending months trying to disrespect our brain, even though it's the greatest mechanism ever created in the history of the world and it's given to us for free. Because the more I am, oh, this is who I am, the more I dis, the more I am defiant, to, the, mo, the more I am def, the more I'm deferential. That's the word I'm using. I don't, my English majors, you know what I'm getting at. The more I put my head down to my brain, the least I can control it. The more I am overwhelmed by the thought of money, the least I can invest it. Well, guess what? The more I put my head down and bow to results, the least that I can gain great results. In fact, there's the patch on the head you lose effort, and then there's a whole other level of effort, which we're going to get to. All right. We got a lot to talk about with God's help. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.